Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Communication coach here. Welcome to the day. I hope you're having a great time, whatever you're doing. Today, we are going to be talking about behavior change and communication and self talk and how you communicate with others around changing your behavior to move forward. And the reason why I'm going to do this is because it's coming towards the end of January, and a lot of us started the year very motivated. We were ready to go, ready to rock and roll with our goals. And I have this week been for a huge change in my personal life, so my habits and my routines are having to change. So for those of you that know me and what I do and what I have done is for the last 30 years I've been a police officer and this week I'm changing. And I retired on Sunday, it's Wednesday now, and that whole process of going through a huge change, changing all my routine, changing all my habits, changing the way that I function, not being answerable to anybody at the moment. That's all just a little bit weird. So I thought I'd share some of that with you because I think for a lot of people who are changing their habits and changing their behaviour, we don't recognise how much that internal dialogue and the conversations that we're having can drive us forward or backwards or delay us. Now, if you've heard my podcast before, you'll know that I will talk about words and conversation being incredibly important and I thoroughly believe that they are. They can save people's lives, you know for the last decade I've been a hostage and crisis negotiator using communication skills to save people's lives and also training others to do that and that's been an amazing privilege and as I move forward into a new world I'm using exactly the same skills but I'm using them in a different format so rather than standing on a ledge with somebody and talking to them or listening to them in the main and having a conversation with them and getting them to come back from the edge and look at a different way of life and find some hope and sometimes we just have tunnel vision so finding a way out of that then I'm now doing that and I've always been a coach as well so I've been a coach for the last 12 years so just having those skills and bringing it into coaching and now helping people to find their own way forward because we all get lost in life and sometimes we can't see the wood through the trees and what happens is we become very tunnel visioned and unless we start externalizing and talking and having people reflect back our words and listening to what we're saying and not judging and not problem solving for us then it's often that we get caught in a trap of I can't see the way forward and everybody has this and it's perfectly normal I include myself in this this is why I'll always have a coach or a mentor of some sort as you change in your life or as you become overwhelmed or if because you have a lot going on and you don't stop and go do you know what I'm not happy I'm not confident I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing next and we get a little bit lost and a little bit frustrated and January is always a good time for us to set goals New Year's resolutions some people call them I like personally just to say this is what I'd like to achieve this year And as a family unit, we sat down and have gone through those goals and we've written them down. Now, the the great thing about writing them down is they're there and there's an agreement. The bad thing about it is if you don't go back and read what you've written is those goals get forgotten. Life gets in the way, life takes over and before you know it, you are back in the same patterns of behaviour, whether that's the same conversations with loved ones. If you're a parent, that's the same conversations with your kids. 
if you're trying to change a behavior, especially weight loss and getting fit is always huge up there. I was looking at um, statistics the other day and it's something like 70 to 80% of people have a New Year's goal around fitness and weight loss. And that's fine if that's actually what you want to do and not so great if it's because you think somebody else wants you to do it and so it, you let other life values get in your way. So I'm going to look at today the four main distractions to achieving your goals and how you as a person communicate this to yourself because this is such an important aspect of our own lives. We have constant dialogue going on, constant dialogue. Some people will call that the internal voice. Some of you will call it your thoughts. Some of you might not even be aware of it. And one of those areas of our life that will really help us to change in any aspect, whether it's giving up an addiction, whether it's moving your life forward, whether it's changing your communication style, whether it's having better conversations with yourself and others, is about self-awareness. And being self-aware in a moment and being in the moment. Now, I have done a lot of reflection over the last few months. You know, I've, I've gone from a security of something that I believe to have been true for the last 30 years to suddenly now being an independent person, not changing the way my thought processes work or changing how I communicate with people. In fact, I'm very grateful that I've had that opportunity over the last decade to be a negotiator and to train it because I've learned so much and I continue to learn. You know, and I'm reading a book at the moment by a guy called Chris Voss, who is an ex-FBI negotiator. And some of the things he says are interesting and new. And I'm like, actually, I can see that in my life. And I'll, I'll discuss some of that towards the end of this podcast. So let's look at the four main distractors from your goals, how you sabotage yourself, how your internal dialogue, your thought processes or whatever you want to call them helps you to sabotage that and how your conversations with your friends and your family can also sabotage that. So let's look at the first one and that's uh, friends and family because our friends and family like us the way we are. They have grown to love us in our own skin and accept us for our faults and all of those other marvellous attributes that we all have as individuals. Now, I include myself massively in this. I'm very into fitness and health and it's another business I have is personal training and nutrition and helping people to achieve their goals in that area. And that's all again about behaviour change. It's all about psychology, it's all about interpersonal relationships and listening to people's motivators and influences. So if I'm standing on the roof of a building and I'm talking to somebody and I'd like them to come back away from the edge, I want a behaviour change that they might not necessarily do, want to do at that time and that place. So I listen for what they're talking about and I listen for their motivators. And it's the same in everyday conversation. If I'm dealing with a client, a coaching client, who wants to move forward in their journey of fitness and health and, and health and weight loss, then motivation is not going to drive you all the way through. So we have to look at your values and belief system and find out actually what are you really here? What are you going to do when it gets really tough? And that includes who you surround yourself with. Because people can bring you down or they can bring you up. One of my mentors, Rob Moore, often says, you know, you are the people that you surround yourself with. If you want to drag yourself up, then surround yourself by better people. If you want to make more money, then surround yourself by people that have made more money. And often when we want to make a difference or make a change in our lives, we find that our friends and our family, albeit love and care for us and wish us every good luck in the world, 
they can say things that will bring us back down they can do things that will confuse us and you think actually are you helping me in this process or are you not so I'm going to take I did a bodybuilding competition a couple of years ago I've done two and it was an amazing experience I'm not sure I'll do another one maybe I will maybe I won't I'm still in two minds because it's a big transformation process it's a whole way of life it's a whole way of being and I take my hat off to any professional athlete or anybody who goes out and runs a marathon or does a competition puts himself out there and there are a variety of reasons why I did this a lot of it is about you know self-doubt self-esteem putting myself out there showing that I'm good enough you know all those things I self-analyze and I'm self-aware enough to recognize and I still have that voice inside my head that says are you good enough what are you doing look at the other people they're much better than you and I've learned how to deal with that and go do you know what I'm just going to do it anyway I'm going to do it because this is about challenge and I want to push boundaries and I want to love life and I want to see what I can do and what I'm capable of so walking in four inch heels has never been a great um one of my sort of things that I do on a daily basis I'm often found in a pair of flat heels and trainers or a pair of jeans or a tracksuit so that whole bikini fake tan makeup gloss over heels all of that was a whole new experience uh, one that I'm glad that I did and I learned a lot about myself through that process but I also learned that that became a little bit of an addiction so behavior change I had to change my behavior a to become a bodybuilder and then I had to change my behaviour again to stop being a bodybuilder. And, and that might sound a little bit crazy. If there is such a thing as an addictive personality, then I probably am one. I either take things to the extreme or I don't do it at all. And on self-reflection, you know, that's not often, <laughs> not always a great place to be. I think probably a lot of you will be able to relate to that. I used to smoke a lot of cigarettes. I used to drink a lot of alcohol. Um, I don't smoke and I drink occasionally and that is my choice now and I'm in control of that and I found that when I was doing the bodybuilding competition I changed a lot now I had been known as a drinker and a smoker from my friends who'd known me for many many years now I'd already given up smoking but it, it was the drink so alcohol I was I took six months away from alcohol and now I have one or two glasses every couple of weeks or if I'm celebrating something then I'll have a bit more but I'm now known as the opposite that I don't drink and at first my friends found this a little bit confusing which on reflection is completely understandable why you know I've gone from this person that they knew to this new person who uh, was a bit of a health freak and was watching all the calories they were eating and was training once twice a day I, you know bodybuilding is an extreme sport and you have to be dedicated and you have to eat and manage everything in a certain way. So this change in me, I found, got an adverse reaction from some of my friends. You know, we would laugh about it, we'd joke about it. I'd be in bed at nine o'clock, go around for a friend's for tea, and I'd uh, be leaving at half past eight because I was exhausted. But that's because I was up going training at half past five in the morning. So come the evening, I was exhausted, which was very different from the life that I'd had before, where I was going to bed a lot later, not really looking after myself. And so I did that for a few years and I found that it just took my life over. Quite rightly so, because if you're training for a competition and you're an athlete, it's going to take your life over. So I had to then wean myself back off that and have a different habit. So I got 
from the habit of going out with my friends a lot, drinking lots of alcohol, changing that, Friday night takeaways, you know, all the general um, everyday sort of habit and routine that you get into. You know, Friday night is often a routine for people to go out and meet people. It's a wine down, it's a time to have a glass of wine, it's a time to have a takeaway. So changing that habit and, and doing everything by the, by the book, following a program, ha having a system in place. And then having to wean myself off that system to come back into some sort of uh, everyday living rather than bodybuilding living, if that makes any sense at all. So then I was looking at how my life was day to day, so breaking that habit. And what I learned around behaviour change is that you do something for about, they reckon it's 66 times, some people that will be more, some people that will be less, because we're all different, and it becomes a routine. If you look at your own routines in your own life, every day you're doing probably the same, you might have the same meal, you might park in the same place, you might get the same train. It's funny, I was having a conversation with my friend about this yesterday, and she said, I'm very jealous that you've retired from the police. She's got another 18 months to do. But she said, you know, I love my routine. I love going and standing in the same place on, on the train station. I love to park my car in the same spot. And it froze me <laughs> a little bit if I can't do that. And perhaps you can relate to this around those routine and behaviours. And it will froze out of sync because the little voice inside our head will go, oh, I'm not comfortable with this. Oh, you're pushing me out of my comfort zone. And our brain will create habits. It will make them self-conscious, create habits and routines because it's comfortable with that. As your friends are comfortable with you uh, and the conversations that they will have with you will be like, oh, come out on Friday, we miss you, come for a drink, why are you not drinking, that's weird, come for a takeaway. And if you're trying to create a new habit whereby you are looking at your health and fitness, for example, and changing the way you are, that can be sometimes quite distracting and sometimes quite difficult. So a tip for dealing with that is to just be honest with them, have an honest conversation and say, I really appreciate your friendship. You've always been there for me. We go out regularly on a Friday night. I'm sure I would like to change. So, and I feel when you say to me, "Come out on Friday," it, it's a real temptation for me to just stop my new habit. How can we find a different way? Because I still want to see you. Um, I still want to have contact with you. I love your friendship. I love being in the moment with you. What can we do that's different? And you just create a different habit. So, you, perhaps you go out and have dinner. Perhaps you offer to drive, you'll find your own way of creating your own habits and living in the moment and that will keep you on the path because otherwise the voice inside your head will just make an excuse. You know that emo emotional voice and I've talked about this on other podcasts which is so much stronger than your logical voice. Your logical voice will say this is what I have to do. I know that to lose weight it's a simple equation of calories in versus calories out. Now there are loads of fad diets, there are loads of other people that will sell you for a handsome profit, I can tell you now, a different way. And different ways do work for different people, but let's get into the habit of what's going into my body. How many calories am I actually having? And then we can move forward to being a bit more um, scientific around, is it the carbohydrates, is it the protein? But for starters, let's make ourselves self-aware, and that's a, what creating a new habit is all about. It's making yourself self-aware. Self so in conversation and communication, you know, we are very much about, it's all about me, it's my point of view, this is what I believe to be true, and I will listen to justify that, and then I will come back at a conversation, if, if perhaps I disagree with you, then I'll come back in a combative way, and I will argue with you, and I'll come back from an emotional point of view. So that emotional side of your brain will be kicking in and saying, actually I like the habits you've already created, because I know them and I feel safe. 
And my job is to protect you and keep you from feeling safe. So when you're pushing those boundaries and you're changing those habits, don't be surprised at having that internal dialogue. But it's just, it's just your thoughts. It's not you. Because you, you know that you want to change because otherwise you wouldn't be moving towards that habit change. So conversations with your friends, conversations with yourself and calm that in a, in a dialogue. Say, you know, it's okay. We're going for a period of change. And once I've done this a few times, you'll get it and we'll move forward together. Okay, then we have time. Time often gets in the way of what we're trying to achieve, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's preparing food for ourselves, whether that's making time for family and friends and actually sitting down and having proper, honest conversations, whether it's creating a new business, whether it's getting healthier, whether it's changing a routine, uh, which means you have to get up half an hour up earlier in the morning to cycle to the train station rather than take the car. Time is a big factor. And that little voice inside your head will use it as another excuse as to why you can't possibly create a new routine. Oh, I can't get up an extra half an hour earlier, I like to stay in bed. Yeah, we all like to stay in bed, especially when it's winter and it's dark and it's like, oh gosh, look outside, I'm not sure I want to get out. The alarm clock goes off, we set it to snooze and that lovely new habit we were going to have of jogging to the station or taking the um, bike or leaving the car just a little bit further away so we were increasing some sort of activity goes to the wayside as will the weather and the rain and the cold and the snow and our little voice needs no hesitation no um sort of excuse to be right in your face <laughs> telling you actually i don't really like this very much and i'd rather we carried on the way we were and stayed in bed and let's drive to the station and we'll create the other habit tomorrow hey yeah that's cool that's okay so we have to find a way to prepare our time better and manage our time better um and I, personally i have found if i diarize i keep a journal at the moment which helps me to diarize and plan my day in this new path that I'm leading where I'm not accountable, where I don't have to go to the office, where I don't have to do anything I don't actually want to do, but I do want to create my own business. I do want to get up in the mornings. I do want to offer value to other people. I do want to put podcasts out. I do want to keep fit and healthy. I do want to start personal training. All of those other things. So I am accountable to myself. And in some ways that is actually harder because when you have to travel to an office, you have to be there at a specific time. And when you don't, then creating new habits and new routines in your life is, is just a little bit harder. So please hold me accountable because I need to be held accountable and these podcasts will, will surely do that as well. So time, how can we manage our time better? So if you are starting a new routine, then it's going to take practice and you're going to have to be consciously aware of it. You're going to have to live in the moment. Most of us don't live in the moment. Most of us don't live in the now. And it's interesting, I was doing an interview with Rob Moore for his podcast, the, Disrupt the Disruptive Entrepreneur. I'm really excited about that coming out. But um, he was asking me questions uh, around talking to people and, and being self-aware and being in the now. And in your conversations, in your communication, that's the only place to be to make a difference. So listening to people, you know, what are the skills? One of the questions was, what are the skills that made you a good negotiator? And it is being in the moment. It's putting everything else aside and being in the moment. And that is the same with creating new habits. I know when I talk to my partner or Meg, who's 11, and I'm in the moment and I'm consciously present and I'm self-aware, I have much better conversations. I know when I talk to my friends or my relatives and I listen to what they're saying 
and I give them my full attention. I'm not distracted by the vibration of the phone going off in my pocket or on my watch or my wrist or any of those things. And I'm present. I give them a much better service and I'm a much better sister, daughter, friend, partner, mum, all of those things just by being present. And that's not easy because we live our lives in such an unconscious way because of the habits that we create and the routines that we create in our life. So it's grabbing hold of that, this is my time, how am I going to use it? How am I going to utilise my time to the best of my ability? What can I do? What needs doing? Let's prioritise those tasks. Now some, for some people that will be a list of things, for some people it will be, this is what I want to achieve today. And often we write down on our task list loads of stuff. And I found this myself when I was starting to do tasks and I was starting to write stuff out. I had so much on my list of things to do. There was no way I was going to fit it in. So it's about being practical and it's about, right, what do I really want to do today? Because this is my day. I'm never going to get this day back. I'm never going to get the next half an hour back. How am I going to spend my time and utilising the time? So if you're driving towards a goal, which is a fitness goal, yeah, of course it's going to be harder. There is no magic pill. There is no 24-hour, you're going to see some change in seven days. Which brings me on to the next one, which is effort. Because we are inherently lazy. And we are, our brains are inherently lazy, which is why we develop habits and routines in the first place, is to create space for us to continue to learn, because we love to learn. And if you're not working those neurons in your brain, then they will die off and you'll forget stuff. So like if you haven't, I used to ride a motorbike, so I still have a big bike license on my driving license, but there's no way I am getting on a big bike without doing another uh, bike course because I would have forgotten how to ride a motorbike. Yeah, I'd probably be able to pick it up, but it would be far more sensible for me to start consciously riding a motorbike. If you stop driving a car for a long period of time, often your confidence would have gone, but also your self-awareness, and you'll become more self-aware if you had to go and do a driving test, suddenly you'd switch on a lot more. Remember when you first started driving and all those pedals that you looked at and they were like, wow, look at all these pedals, I'm never going to get this. And then now you have journeys where you, you're not even consciously at present of, of what happens until something out of the ordinary happens, which brings you back into the moment. So when we change your behaviour, it is about effort, and it takes effort to be in the moment. Communication is a huge skill. I get very frustrated when it is taught as a softer skill or it's not taught at all. Because everything we do is about communication. Every conversation that we have can empower or disempower, can leave people feeling frustrated or enlightened and inspired. And often people walk away from conversations. You have no idea the impact that you've had on that person because you haven't looked for it. You haven't been in the moment. You haven't seen it. And when you're in the moment, you can tell. And there, there is no greater feeling than walking away and somebody saying to you, thank you for listening to me, because you've been in that moment. And you'll know when you're in that moment because you're really listening and being present. And it's the same with creating a new habit, empowering yourself to change, having conversations with yourself so you are self-aware. So you know when you set your alarm for that extra half an hour, you know you're going to have those voices and those conversations. Um, and how are you going to move through that? Now, there are lots of different ways that you can do that. There is the, so Mel, gosh, I can't remember her surname, but I'll look it up. But she's written a book. It's called The Power of um, the Five Second Rule. And she has adapted her life and changed her life and speaks about the five second rule whereby if you 
stop your brain from having that conversation with you that goes, oh, it looks a little bit cold out there. I'm not sure I'm going to get it up. I know what, I'll just set the alarm for another 15 minutes. If you can overcome that and stop that conversation from happening, you're more likely to achieve your goals. And she's had great success in that. So there's the five second rule. There is the preparation. So if you know you are going to go out on your bike in the morning, you get everything ready. So everything's out, everything's ready, no excuses. You've got your waterproofs out, you've got your lights, you know that you're just going to get on the bike. And you know when the alarm goes off, you're going to get up and you stop that voice from kicking in. I know when I was a bodybuilder, I was known as the Tupperware queen because I would go everywhere with Tupperware because you're eating a different diet than we normally eat. And when you're eating a higher amount of protein and you're watching your carbohydrates and all those things, it's far easier to be self-reliant than it is to rely on other people. So you prepare and you walk around with bags of stuff, bags and bags of Tupperware, Tupperware queen, I still have loads in my cupboard. But again, it's about that preparation. And if you are looking to lose weight and looking at calories, then know what you're going to put in your body. Don't use the calorie counter after you've eaten, use the calorie counter before you eat. So you can see what is actually going in. And yes, it takes effort. It takes you to stop and record what you're doing. Like my journal takes effort in the morning and the evenings for me to stop and actually look at what I'm preparing for my day. And, and it's a different way of thinking sometimes for people because you're taking back control and we like to be in control. And when you're in control of your life, you can move more smoothly towards those goals and to success and to achieving what you really want to achieve and for you to be on this earth with your purpose defined. And you know what you want from your life because so many of us don't so many of us are still confused and living in a way that we're not satisfied with and we're not living in the moment and we're not concentrating on us um you know there is a reason that in the airplanes they say to put your face mask on first and then give it to your kids because unless you're in control of your life and moving forward and you know what you want how can you possibly help other people so that's really important. So think about that. Think about the effort that you are going to take to do it because it will require effort. And then lastly, it's about changing those old habits because, as I said earlier, your brain is automatically programmed to be lazy and it will take a habit or create a habit and it will keep you safe. And if it knows it and it's comfortable with it, and then when you take it out of its comfort zone and you start realigning your neurons and having a look at the way the brain works and adding new information to it is a little bit resistant but we can change we can change our, our brains all the time we know that our brains change from our children and then into adolescence and then actually as adults we often say you know there is no way to teach an old dog new tricks but there is i'd never done a bodybuilding competition before i did my first one at 47 midlife crisis perhaps i <laughs> you cry why didn't you just get a sports car my boss used to say to me as i was prancing around in four inch heels trying to incorporate competition walking into my everyday working life. But you find a way, you find a way of doing it. If it's important to you, you'll find a way. You'll move away from the pain and towards the pleasure. A great quote from Tony Robbins. That's how we are in our psychological world, is we are programmed to move away from the pain and towards comfort and pleasure. And so we are going to meet resistance when we do something new when we have a new habit when we create a new behavior and the more you do it and the more your body and the more your brain gets used to that habit and that behavior uh, then it just slots in and it it takes over 
The other thing about habits and behaviour, and this is my last tip for you, I'm going to add another one, number five, because it is about self-talk and about how you communicate with yourself. If you tell yourself you are going to deny yourself something, guess what? Hey, guess what? You're going to want it. So if you say to yourself, I am never having cake again, ever, I'm never going to have cake. Now your brain is just thinking about cake. And now you want cake. It's like if you're listening to this and I say, whatever you do, do not think about your left foot. And now you're thinking about your left foot. You're probably moving it around a little bit. And the more I talk about your left foot, the more you'll be thinking about your left foot. Because you've put an idea in your head. So change the way you think about stuff. Don't say, I'm never having cake again. Look at it in a different way. What do you want? What are you going to have? So I'm going to have a healthy meal today towards towards my, to move towards my new goal. Or I'm going to have a low, fat, um, a low calorie jelly and some Greek yogurt to help me move towards my new goal. That's what my pudding's going to be today. And so cake doesn't even enter the conversation. It's the same with chocolate. If you walk into somewhere and you're like, I'm not having chocolate, I'm not having chocolate, I'm not having chocolate, I'm not having chocolate, guess what? Chocolate is in your brain. And your automatic habit will be to grab the chocolate. But actually, if you make yourself self-aware and you're prepared, then you can start to change. So if you know that you're going to stop off for chocolate on the motorway because you're hungry, then take something with you. Just stop off at the motorway, grab a coffee and have the food that you're eating. So there are different ways of preparing. Preparing yourself to face your new challenges and to stop those old habits from sabotaging. Okay, thanks very much for listening. Really appreciate it. You can share this, please, with anybody that you think that it will help. Please go to my Facebook page at Nikki Combs Coach. There'll be a little bit of an intro that comes on after me that will tell you where else you can see me. And just a little plea from me because my mission is to get out to help as many people as I possibly can with all the information that I've learned from serving people over the last 30 years and especially in the world of negotiation and communication and helping people to live a really fulfilled, successful life rather than getting lost and confused. And I would like your help with that. So if you could go and leave a review, if you found this useful, please, on iTunes. Um, otherwise I will catch up with you again next week when I release a new podcast or come follow me often I'm releasing little short videos at the communication coach on Facebook thanks very much have a great day hey everybody Nikki again hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me you can find me on social media at Nikki comms coach at twitter and the communication coach on facebook and the communication please like share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.